0: Welcome to BFNC Living, sponsored by Buffalo Federation of Neighborhood Centers. BFNC Living is a weekly podcast to help you navigate life issues and to help enhance our overall quality of life. We know life has many ups and downs, but a helping hand and a listening ear can help. Each week, we will share stories about a variety of topics, feature special guests, share information and valuable resources available in our community. Please follow BFNC Living at www.bfnc.org, Facebook and LinkedIn. Welcome to BFNC Living, I'm your host, Shandra Redfern, CEO of the Buffalo Federation of Neighborhood Centers. So, life tip. If you want to save yourself some stress now by starting uh, to organize for next year's tax season, you might want to think about purchasing an expand-a-file or a pocket file with sections to store any receipts or documents that you may need when you go to have your taxes prepared. Place this file in a convenient location. This way, throughout the year, when you have these receipts, you can place them in one spot and be better prepared for next tax season. Speaking of tax season, it is that time of year again, tax time. Did you know it's estimated that on average, it takes around 13 hours to file your taxes? In 2022, 59.9% of American households filed their income tax. And according to an IRS study, 53% 53% of taxpayers filed their taxes with a tax professional in 2021 rather than filing their own taxes. So for some, filing taxes can be an overwhelming process, which is why we have our special guests here today, Miss Daisy Ball, director of the BFNC Hope Center, and Mr. Grenard Poles, one of the site supervisors for BFNC's VITA program. And they're here to provide us with some information that may help relieve a little stress. So welcome, Daisy and Mr. Pauls.
1: Hello. Good morning.
0: So first of all, we throw around the word VITA a lot. What is the VITA program?
2: The VITA program is the um, IRS-funded volunteer income tax assistance program. And the program was founded by the IRS to help uh, uh, communities uh, in across the nation to be able to have taxes prepared for free if they made under a certain income threshold um, every year. And so the it, it really is about promoting community, um, community helping other uh, community members, and also providing such an important service for free to help everyone save money.
0: Hmm. Okay. So you said Volunteer Income Tax Program. So... The people that do my taxes aren't paid.
2: Not all the time, so most of the uh, VITA sites, which we call them, have uh, volunteers that are coming from all different types of walks of life that are uh, trained uh, and certified uh, through um, IRS programs. Okay. And uh, once they are certified, they are connected with an agency or a site that offers the program, such as ours, and uh, they, they serve and, and, and determine what, how many hours a week or how many times a month that they will be coming in and provide a meaningful service.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So the the volunteers are trained and they're certified to Mm -hmm. do these taxes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just someone that decided, I could do your taxes for you. Right. Um, They actually have some training behind them. I think that's important information um, to, to know because tax situations are serious situations and we want to make sure that we're doing things as accurately as possible. So who is eligible for uh, to get their taxes done through this program?
2: Any, any household uh, that makes under $64,000 a year. Uh, if you have an individual that's filing, if it's a married couple, the threshold gets a little bit higher. Um, but that's typically the standard. And, and the numbers change every year. It'll go up incrementally. Um, but for this filing season, it's 64000 or less. Okay. So sixty-four thousand or less for a single
0: person, mm-hmm. but it's a little higher if you're married. Right. Okay. And so where are some of these Vita tax locations?
2: Well, we're currently operating um at the BFNC Westminster Community House located at four nineteen Monroe Street. And it's important to say that uh, it's not just BFNC Vita, it's also First Shiloh. (laughs) Uh, Because First Shiloh Baptist Church, which is located at 15 Pine, uh, they had some damage in their building last year from the blizzard, and so uh, they're operating with us at BFNC at Westminster Mm -hmm. Community. So we're serving um, all of the clients that typically would come to either location uh, in the past at uh, uh, Westminster.
0: All right. Well, that's good information. And so are there hours where um, that preparation occurs? Um, how does that work? Can, can someone just walk over to the Westminster uh, community house and say they want their taxes done?
2: Well, not right now. Uh, we really are trying to do this by appointment only. So we can uh, make sure that we have an adequate number of volunteers and that everyone gets the service in a timely manner. In in the in the past, we used to just have it open where anyone could come to the site and sign sign the sheet and just wait until they were served. But we found especially after the pandemic that it was best to keep it at by appointment only. Mm-hmm. So on average, we're serving, uh, we have the ability to serve between you know, 45 to 60 people uh, a night. Uh, we operate four days a week, uh, three, uh, three Days during the, uh, the weekdays and uh, one day on Saturday and um, you can schedule an appointment by calling 211 of Western New York. So literally, just pick up the phone and dial 211 and they will schedule you with our location.
0: Okay. Alright. So, what should somebody know before they come for their appointment? She's pointing <laughs> to you, Mr. Poles. <laughs> <laughs> what do the people need to know before they come to get their taxes done?
1: Well, one, as Daisy said, they need to make an appointment. And 2 and one is versed in how to have them make appointment and what they need to bring. We don't want to see them two or three times by appointment. We'd like to have them come in, fill out their application, and provide service. The limitations on the services uh, Daisy spoke about income, if it's made clear, then... Not only the income, but what income and what evidence that they need to bring. There is a IRS uh, application that they need to complete, which really helps them and uh, understand what they need and what proof they need, and social security cards and personal ID and income is included and not included. All those questions cannot be answered on that piece of paper, but if they answer them, we can have them better understand that they do have the information that they need and we can get their taxes done. And Westminster provides us an excellent site to do taxes after the pandemic or after the initial COVID. And we don't do face-to-face client service They'll come in, provide their information, fill out their, fill out their information, and then the preparers are in another space. And that uh, tends to be helpful, too, because preparers can help preparers make sure that we understand everything that the person brought in, their handwriting, as well as sometimes their language. And we can get things done efficiently and timely. And if that taxpayer needs more information, Hopefully we can turn them around so that they're not wasting time spending, uh, waiting for something to be done and it doesn't get done.
0: So, okay, so an individual comes, they're going to complete the application when they get there. Mm -hmm. Correct. Which asks for information in in relation to your income and taxes. Mm -hmm. And then they see the preparer, so they get all the documents, but they're not sitting there. No. With so what? Repair.
2: No. So what happens is, is that um, so we have volunteers that do different things. So uh, our volunteers at the VITA site don't just do preparation. We have volunteers that that review the intake forms with the clients to make sure that they even have everything that they're supposed to have brought in to have the returns prepared. So um, it, it really is a quality process. You know, from the beginning when they're signed in or checked in, you know, we're asking, do you have all of your ID? Do you have the Social Security cards for anyone that you're claiming on the return? Do you have all of the income documents that you're going to use uh, for uh, tonight to have the returns prepared? Typically, uh, as they're filling out the questionnaire uh, that the IRS provides, if there's anything missing, that's identified with the greeters is what we call them, the greeter screeners. Okay. And then from there, if the, everything is 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 as it needs to be the envelopes are taken to the the prep room or I call it the war room the tax room <laughs> where <laughs> they you know the the, the volunteer okay. preparers will actually work on the return and then what happens is is once the return is worked on um, by one preparer it's reviewed by another so we have all these standards in place to make sure that the returns are as accurate as possible and then once it has been reviewed, then uh, uh, the, the reviewer will go out and speak with the client and oh. review the return with the client in a separate area that's private. So at no time uh, is the client not necessarily meeting with the preparer, mm-hmm. um, but it happens at the end of the preparation process okay. to make sure that they understand the results of the return if there are any errors, they review for any errors in the information. Uh, sometimes they'll determine, you know, if, if they owe a balance, because sometimes that does happen. Um, how they want to proceed, they may not want to file it right then or they may need some additional education. So then uh, that will be escalated to one of the site supervisors or even myself or Mr. Poles to work with okay. the client to try and educate and see what are some of the other things that we can do to assist in terms of financial education and coaching moving forward. So you may made a good point Uh, when you
0: brought up you said sometimes people do owe Mm -hmm. and um, that's something that they can discuss with the preparer Mm -hmm. so that the taxes are prepared and Mm -hmm. done Mm -hmm. but um, I know there's different ways that they get submitted so we'll talk about that soon but Mm You can get them done, but maybe you're going to mail it in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and because you owe. So Mm -hmm. you need a little time to kind of get that money together Mm -hmm. and figure out what you're going to do. And I think that's because a lot of times people know they're going to owe taxes Mm -hmm. and they just don't do their taxes. And so I think that's a good piece of information for the listeners to know. You can get the taxes done. Mm -hmm. April 15th, right, is the deadline? Yeah. April 15th is the deadline. So you could get your taxes done now mm-hmm. and know that you owe money, but you can have a little bit of time mm-hmm. before you send that payment in with your taxes and still be on time. Yeah. So it's helpful because people tend to want to, you know they tend to wait till April 14th mm-hmm. um, at you know 459 pm <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> want to get their taxes done. Um, but you can be proactive and go ahead and, and, and get them done and then, you know, figure out how you're going to make your payment. So I think that is, is a very um, good good point. I want to ask you a question. That's a very interesting process that you actually outline. So what about someone that, uh, you know, we have people that are homebound. Mm-hmm. Um, we have military. Mm-hmm. We have students mm-hmm. who are residents of New York State, but maybe they go to college in Florida or some place then you know they come home. What about people like that? You know, like you have students where um, they may work here in the summer, but mm-hmm. you know, then they go to college, but you know, they still have taxes taken out, they still gotta file taxes. Mm-hmm. Do do you deal with those kind of people, people that can't get out of their house? I mean, how might that work?
2: Just suppose you want to <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you thought I didn't have any questions for so <laughs> <are> you.
1: <laughs> if, and that's a pretty good if, we'll try to serve everybody we can within our economic and our personal limits. But we have had special days okay. and special times for either handicap or physically handicapped or language mm-hmm. handicapped. We've uh, tried to bring in Uh, Well, Spanish speaking Mm -hmm. and there was a call earlier today as a matter of fact for other languages that we don't provide Mm -hmm. or so there are people and we can schedule them on special days when I say special days days other than the regular preparation because that may take more time and effort if you're going to bring an interpreter with you Mm -hmm. so we can make certain arrangements uh, for either language or handicap and or or seniors. We also can receive information from the taxpayer, verified information online.
2: Yeah, we have mobile submission. So oh, okay. uh, we, we do have that. But I do want to touch on the language access because I was going back to that. Yeah, <laughs> the language access is, is a really uh important mm-hmm. um uh, need and so, uh, when we talk about uh, getting involved in volunteering with VITA, language proficiencies are so important. And so, um, one of the things that we do is we try to collaborate with partner organizations that may have uh, be able to provide interpreters. Okay. But then, on top of that, um, we we utilize the language line that's available from the IRS. They have um, the language line can provide interpretation services for over two hundred languages. Okay. Um, and so, if we if we know uh, that uh, this is going to be a barrier for a client we try to make those arrangements ahead of time which is why scheduling with 211 is so important mm-hmm. because they'll screen and ask those questions for any special accommodations that are needed even for homebound um, uh, seniors and individuals mm-hmm. you know that may need a, a special uh, accommodation we do several times uh, 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 during the season have special prep days where we will allow family members that may have you know power of attorneys or mm-hmm. or or a caregiver that can bring in information on the client's behalf and as long as we have um, all of the information verified and permission from that individual, then we will be able to assist. Our goal is to provide uh, as much access to this service as we can. We really don't want to turn anyone away, so we do try to look at all of the different um, barriers and to see how we can eliminate them. Um, but with that being said, uh, we're always looking to add uh, more volunteers that do have the language proficiencies at our locations. The interpersonal communication makes it more comfortable for the client and the client experience is really important to us so we really want to make sure that that is enhanced and some things do get lost in translation over the phone it just Mm -hmm. does when we're dealing with some of the interpretation lines but we do the best we can one of the things that I found that's been really helpful as we also use the Google Translator, okay. um, which has been, uh, you know, a saving grace sometimes, <laughs> you know, especially if there's no one available to assist us with the language um, issue. So we try to be, you know, as uh, uh, com- unconventional as possible okay. in finding solutions. But these are all the different ways that we add access. So we know that we've
0: um, had a, in this area, we've had an influx of uh, immigrant populations and mm-hmm. refugees. Have you seen? That difference, Mm -hmm. um, I know you just started tax season, but have you seen that that difference in in those individuals um, that have been here and maybe have gotten a job now, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. kind of? Showing up saying they need to get their taxes done.
2: Oh, for sure, and 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 I think because we've been doing this for so many years now, um, you know, as we started to see the rise in the in the immigrant population in in, in, in our city, uh, we've we've really been proactive about working with partner organizations that provide you know resettlement services and things of that nature, to make sure that we can schedule special days uh, to be able to assist where we have you know interpreters and things of that nature, um, but. Uh, again. If we find that someone has come in uh, and we actually had that yesterday someone came in um, and mean it wasn't noted that the individual needed um, language access but we were able to pivot to make okay. sure that that individual was served um, and accommodated in the way that needed to be because again at the heart of it yeah we want the return prepared but we also want the client experience to be a positive one so that they feel safe coming to talk to us because finances are not easy right and right. so you know a lot of times when people are coming to deal with the IRS there you know there's some you know apprehensions about it right so our goal is to make it comfortable so everyone understands the process what information is needed and again our goal is to make an accurate return and put as much money back into our client's pocket as possible.
1: I think the other thing just by the terminology I'm going to get my tax return Mm -hmm. there's an assumption that you're going to get money back. <laughs> Even with English-speaking yeah. residents or college when students, you file my taxes that's what I'm <laughs> going to yeah. do. doesn't mean anything is going to be returned <laughs> to me. Yeah. But
0: you know, um, yeah, no, that's 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 true, and and we never think about the the small differences mm-hmm. in the language because we say something that means one thing, but in to someone else. Mm-hmm. Doing my taxes, why aren't getting any money back? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, and and you know it's really interesting because we literally uh, over the opening weekend we had someone that came in uh, who uh, was there to get their taxes prepared, and as we were doing the intake process, come to find out the individual didn't have any income, um, but they had a child and thought that, uh, you know, that this would be a way for them to be able to get resources. And there were more Mm. extenuating circumstances, but they thought that this would be a program that could help them to be able to help maintain and get on their feet. Luckily, we were able to connect them with some other resources, but again, it's just the perception, you know, that this is the time of year where people are doing this, right? And uh, typically, the buzz is there's refunds, but people may not be educated on how these refunds occur. (laughs) So, I want to talk about that when you say educated, because
0: tax, tax preparation and taxes in general require a you to have a degree of education mm-hmm. in terms of understanding what your responsibility is as a taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Cause there's some questions that I have because I hear them every year from people. And I often say, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might want to seek some professional mm-hmm. advice about that. Um, Because I think it's, it causes a lot of stress for people. People get anxious about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, sometimes the government language is not so clear to Mm -hmm. many of us and so sometimes it's difficult to understand what we can and can't do Mm -hmm. or what we're supposed to do does does the vita program play any role in educating people about taxes um i know vita is part of the hope center what you know types of programs or assistance um, or advocacy does the program have to help people really understand about income taxes?
2: They actually, so the IRS, when I say they, the the Internal Revenue Service actually provides a lot of resources to be able to help educate the public. And one of the reasons that uh, offering the service uh, through BFNC's Hope Center is because it really allows us to look at um, the education acts aspects, you know, because a lot of times when folks are coming into us, they may not understand um, how to fill out a W-4 form, which every er, everyone has to fill out when they are employed, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know, they may not understand that what they put on that form actually impacts withholdings. Right. And then the bottom line at the end of the year when they're filing during the- filing You understand the half, like right. if I do this, this I get more money back. Right. But not understanding, <laughs>
0: like, no, but you're in a certain bracket for taxes. Yeah. So you really want them to take this money yeah. or you're going to have to pay them at the end. And yeah. the other
2: part of it is is that um, the form has changed, right? Mm-hmm. So the IRS has done a lot of education with sites that are operating these programs to make sure that we now are empowering and educating our clients on how to use the forms and encouraging them to go talk to their employers to make sure that those forms are updated, which they're supposed to be updated every year. Mm-hmm. And so where a lot of times, you know, people, the, the misinformation or the the thought is, you know, I filled it out when I first got hired. But if you work there 12 years and haven't changed it, Tax credits and all those different things change every <laughs> year, right? So yes, if we know. you, you haven't have to and I've seen this happen, if you haven't, you know, updated your W four in twelve years, and then you know, gradually you were getting refunds, and then the refunds kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and then one year you end up owing, and then everyone loses their mind because, well, why did I owe? When I first mm-hmm. did these forms, I didn't owe. And it's saying, no, you know, it's very clear that we need to make sure that you're updating these every year. So the IRS has some tools that we share through the websites. Okay. But then on top of that, we also can provide education on site. And then after that, we also have what we call um, uh, pathways to property prosperity workshops that will deal with, uh, you know, not just um, tax education, but financial education Mm -hmm. and coaching for ongoing. Like, you know, because typically when people are coming to us to do their taxes, especially after the season, because we are one of the um, uh, one of two year round sites, Mm -hmm. you know, they're making big purchases. They want to buy homes. They want to do their FAFSA's and need to make sure, you know, when you talk about Mm -hmm. colleges, that uh, their uh, their taxes are done for those. Mm -hmm. And so there's some ramifications, you know, uh, that uh, are that happen if your returns are not done. So we use that time between season to be able to provide ongoing education and mm-hmm. help to help people achieve whatever those financial goals are. Right, and I think that's important. Um, that the the tax
0: process is it's really a year long process. Yeah. It's, uh, we tend to focus on these few months, mm-hmm. right, like January to April. Mm-hmm. But it really is, it's the whole year. Yep. And you really have to look at that. And you made some valid points talking about, you know, you fill out a form when you start a job and then you never look at it again. Um, I know where, you know, at C we kind of have an electronic system. So it actually says, you need to update this. Mm-hmm. You need to update this. i got to update mine. But, um, <laughs> I did it last year, but uh, but it tells you you got to update it, um, because things change, you know, yeah. people start making more money or mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case is, and all those things are accounted in as income, right? And I think that's very important. And and I think it just, um, it's good to hear that the IRS has these resources and that then there's also mm-hmm. the Hope Center because I think it just i found it can be a very overwhelming process. We see people when they come into work Mm -hmm. and the HR person is not allowed to tell people what to put down on the form. They can't, right? Mm -hmm. Legally. And you get people sometimes it's their first job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, I don't know what to put down, you know? And so I, I think even when we're thinking about you know, economic prosperity and mm-hmm. things like that. It's a big picture. It's not just about making the money, right? right? It's about when you make the money, the government wants yeah. you to pay your taxes yeah. and, and and making sure you're reporting out appropriately is, is so important um, because you don't want to be sitting in front of Mr. Poles or Daisy and... <laughs> Then have a upside down smile on your face because you now owe yeah. money yeah. and you're like, I, I don't understand, you know. Yeah, so
2: and, and we have that, um, you know, and the goal is to turn the frown upside down, you know, to get it back where it needs to be. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what yeah. I've learned in, in, in my years in, in, in doing this and, I, and I've appreciated working with Mr. Poles is that um, it really is. Finances are about your values, your mindset and discipline. That's that's what it comes down to. And Say that again. Your values, your mindset and discipline. It really comes down to that. And you know, I you know, I come from, you know, my grandmother r- raised me and so her, her form of a bank was putting money in the mattress that was her bank <laughs> right and 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 uh, but but for me you know I I realized if I had some specific financial goals uh, you know I had to be able to use my credit and and having money in the mattress wasn't going to build my credit right <laughs> so there were some uh, some 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 conditioning that I had to do when I started uh, thinking about what financial goals I had for myself that you know I, I had to put in place and making sure that I educated myself and then also talking with community and having those 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 realistic and authentic conversations around finances really make the difference in connecting the dots for Mm. people you know it starts at taxis and that's typically when you know these light bulbs start going off like I need to do something different okay well (laughs) okay we understand you need to do something different but now let's talk about what that different is going to be and it starts it starts with goal setting it really really does the other part of it is is that you know we don't want to necessarily not Appreciate the values that we were brought up with, but let's be for real. not everyone is going to have maybe the right values around money, right? right and so these are things that are learned, but they these are things that can be unlearned <laughs> with with the right mentorship around these things no. that's, that's true I'd like
1: to say or add to that that your tax return is used for other things. one would be yep. to get your child into college mhm mm-hmm. and get him. Or her the benefits that are provided by schools of the income high or low, right. mm-hmm. and then on the other end, as says, you know this is a force you can use it as a force savings account, and. In one regard, to know what to put in. We had a, a senior citizen who retired and thought all that retirement was going to be hers at the end. And that was couldn't one of
0: my questions. That was going one of my questions. I was going to, <laughs> was going to ask you because I hear a lot of retired people say, I don't have to pay taxes anymore. Yeah. Is that true? And,
1: and Social Security is not taxable. Okay. It's tax reportable.
0: What's the difference, Mr. Paul?
1: That half of your Social Security added to your other income, you will be paying taxes on your Social Security.
0: So, if you have no other income and you just get social security
1: you need my my recommendation is you, you need to file mm-hmm. and then it's confirmed and if you and you can have taxes withheld on your social security so if you can have taxes withheld, there could be a point especially if you're married filing joint you know, oh, yeah oh yeah, all your social security is yours, and then when you add it to your spouse's social security or other income because they're still working, mm-hmm. you have a tax liability now.
2: And what I like about that is that we also have some very savvy seniors who are retired and what they do, um, because again, we're a year-round site, they'll have taxes withheld on their Social Security and then they come and file like October, November to have spending money for the holidays. <laughs> so hey. whatever, like, work, whatever works whatever works I but mean I, but that's what I call you know good financial planning they're like we're going to file but we're going to we know we'll have this money wow. coming back and this is one of the ways that they do it so again it's about mindset right and so these are some of the different ways that they apply their their So processes. I want you to say that again about if you retire
0: if you get social security income from retirement because mm-hmm. we always get this question from people so, you have to what?
1: Social Security is tax, is tax reportable first. Okay. There's a place on the tax reform where you get uh, $25,000 in Social Security. Well, let's do it another way. You got $20,000 in Social Security, and the formula is take half your Social Security, add it to your other income, and if it's more than $25,000 total, part of your associate, that part of your associate will be taxable, okay. added to you know, and then Mary join. I think it's 36000
0: So when in doubt,
1: file. Please file your
0: taxes. Your taxes.
1: Yeah. Or have them calculated. Like, as you yeah. said, you don't have to pay them tomorrow. Right. Yeah. You can walk out, of, you walk out of here and say, I'm going to take it to somebody. I'll take it to my brother and let, let him figure out something.
0: Mm. So I have some more questions, but we are running out of time for this session but that's okay because we're going to have you uh, back for our next session so I want to thank our guests for joining us today and to learn more about BFNC or to listen to this and other podcast episodes please visit us at www.bfnc.org podcast episodes are also posted on Facebook, Instagram, the WUFO website and all other major podcast platforms.